And so as the Holy Spirit put on my heart, which I, is not a normal norm for me, and that is I don't really give much time to the enemy. To me, it's about Jesus. And, but if you don't know what your enemy is and who your enemy is, you're never going to be able to get victory in the area that you're challenged in. So this morning, I'm going to talk to us about some criminals, spiritual criminals, criminals that are after your life. And I've talked about this subject before, but God just drilled it home to me. And remember now that you apply truth going forward. Historically, I have found, and I had to wrestle with in my own life as I was growing up, is that I was felt condemned for a week or two because of the truth I heard on Sunday, you know, not realizing that once truth comes, I just apply it going forward and don't beat myself up for not having applied it the week before. Hello. Amen. Praise God. So that's the good news this morning that he applies the, the truth. So I've, I've got a couple that uh, you're going to give me, Dominic, there, of criminal scriptures. These are criminal scriptures. Your adversary. Everybody say adversary. adversary. He's not your friend. He's not your buddy. He's not just playing around. He's just not a, you know, a sports team when one trying to win over the other. He's an adversary. He walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may do. Vower. So that tells us right there that, you know what I mean, we have some options. Just let him keep wandering. <laughs> you don't want him stopping by. How about the next one? The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. How many know that sounds like a criminal? That's what we call it in the natural world. Calls it a criminal. Oh, yes. Paul wrote this passage of Scripture. He says, we're not supposed to be ignorant of his devices, and yet I wonder how come so many are ignorant of his devices. So this morning I would hope and like to, you know, us to pay attention to an adversary and at the same time, you know, defeat him through the victory of Jesus Christ. Because we are at war. A very real foe. His mission is to destroy your faith in God. He's not a mystical character with a tail and a pitchfork and horns. He's very sophisticated, very specialized. He's probably the greatest undercover agent that there ever was. 
The Bible describes him from everything from an angel of light to a ravenous beast. Anyone and everyone is a welcome challenge for him. From Adam to Jesus. Nobody's too good for his advance. He's been known to defeat some of the strongest. You understand that? He's been known to defeat some of the strongest. He's relentless. He provokes. He tempts. He enters into. He transforms himself. He causes vexation. He's probably the greatest trap setter there is. In his prey is mankind. When you look at the horizon of history, not only in the past, but in the present, you observe his activity. With the American homes crumbling, with the vulgar speech that happens, with the movies that are played. You look at in offices, officials, wherever you go, you see it in every arena. And his greatest temptations are hurled against God's people. Not the drunkard, not the liars, not the thieves, not the adulterers, not the murderers. No. God's people. There is so much that can be said, but he exercises assaults. His purpose is to try to discuss Discover and discourage. Matthew 24 says that because iniquity abounds, the love of many is going to wax cold. It's not because you want it to wax cold, it's because of the atmosphere and the element. Because the temperature's dropping. And he is, and he knows that you're a threat to his kingdom. And so as a result, you're the enemy. And in order to deflect and overcome what he's doing, you have to be aware of how he comes. You are not to fear him, but you are to develop an acute awareness of his Tactics. Be not ignorant of his devices. Paul wrote and said, he said, I'm afraid that some, the same thing that happened to Eve is happening to those in his company. They're being deceived. How many say it's okay because it's in the book? 
ever thought of yourself as a high-value target? The FBI, the CIA, and our armed services has what they refer to as HTVs. HVTs. <laughs> High-value target. Osama bin Laden was one of those. $27 million bounty upon his head. Why? Because... He was doing so much damage. He was a high-value target. Scripture says that Jesus, in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, he said, Simon, Simon, you're a high-value target to Satan. He has desired to sift you as wheat. He just wants to... Toss you around in the atmosphere, the elements, making you unstable in everything that you do. Feel like you're up in the air and your feet are never planted. He uses pain, he uses pleasure, both of them to make us blind. He masquerades, the scripture says, in costumes. Costumes of light. Costumes of righteousness. Costumes of signs and wonders. Whoa. He'll try anything to throw you off. Throw you off center. Now, do I believe that we are more than conquerors and we have victory? Absolutely. But I ask the question again. Why so little victory? If the thief be found out, <laughs> hallelujah. Did you know you can't bring him to court unless you find out who did the stealing? Who did the thieving? You can't do it in just generality. Oh, a thief stole it. <laughs> now it has to be Don Gill John Dillinger stole it, and we go pick him up. This is the dynamic. This is the power of the believer. He tries to throw you off course, off center, distract you from your focus and rend you in or ineffective for the, for the kingdom of God. His hatred for Jesus Christ runs so deep and likewise against the children of God. You are a high value target. And the devil has, and I hardly give him place, but this is an information setting this morning. He has a file on you. He knows your name. You know, he wants to destroy your life. He wants you to worship him because he's a self-worshipper. 
No, he's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. But he has tremendous power of manipulation. It says that the whole world lies under his sway. Go, Pastor, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The devil. Come on, a little more amens here. Get it straight, it's the devil. I don't care what title we have placed on it, Republican, Democrat, Independent, or whatever. The whole world, it says, is under his wickedness, his sword of craftiness. You know, he welds during this time and space that we live, live in. The fact of the matter is there's no neutral zone. No neutral zone. According to the book of Acts and Acts 19, hell has a watch list. Literally has a watch list. In that passage of scripture there, the evil spirit responded and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. That's talking about the sons of Sceva. But who are you? See, your name might not be known on earth, but I guarantee you this morning that it's known in the heavenlies. If you're the child of God, your name is known in the heavenlies. God knows you, and Satan knows you. What does Satan consider a high-value target? Not necessarily in this order, but a family who's trying to raise their children to love God and serve Jesus Christ. That family is a high-value target. Someone who is in spiritual leadership is a high-value target. Any believer who would become a warrior for Christ and lead people away from hell to heaven is a high-value target. Are you with me this morning? Amen. I'm talking to the warrior in you this morning. See, the dress for war is different than the dress for the new man. Somebody help me out this morning. Hallelujah. The dress for the new man is different when we're, you know, putting on Christ and, and dealing with our fellow man. But when you start dealing with the enemy, Paul said in Ephesians, You need to put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. God has put a warrior in you to stand, to resist. Yes, church.
You cannot afford to be careless about how you raise your family. I hope this is not too hard. How you conduct your life and how you choose your friends because you are in Satan's sights. You cannot give the enemy ammunition to use against you. When, when, uh, uh, when they contended with the body of Moses, what is Satan doing contending with the, for the body of Moses? He is bringing up his past. Do you really have a right? And of course, the Lord steps in. Thank God. Amen. We live in the crossfire of a war we need to fight back. Hallelujah. Yes, we do. Satan wants to do a lot of, a lot of damage. Do you have your war clothes on this morning? Are you dressed for warfare? Because Paul said in Ephesians, there's an invisible army. There's an invisible war that's going on. It says in verse 12 that there's an unseen world that's operating and functioning. I... uh, don't have all the answers, but I do have a key. And it's prayer. Pastor, why are you so quiet? Because I don't know what to say or what to do. And so I've got to go ahead and talk to my commander in chief. <laughs> and I've got to pray. And Paul writes and says, after you get dressed and after you've got got your war armor on, pray. (laughs) Pray. Pray. Everybody say pray. Pray. I'm telling you. And I'm not just, you know, I don't care how you pray. I mean, I do care how you pray, you know what I mean? You know, it really has a heart heart thing, but Jesus prayed with such intensity that he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. I presume, I don't know, but I presume that Peter would have never denied Jesus had he been praying. He was sleeping. Changes the dynamics. Changes a wimp into a warrior. We apply truth going forward.
Put on every piece of armor so that you may be able to resist the devil in the time of evil. How many think that we're in an evil time? Now, there's always evil time, but Paul said, Paul wrote and said that there was going to be a time when evil was going to increase. And so he says, when evil increases, we need to increase in our spiritual dynamics. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Really nothing new that he's doing. In the natural world, we have what are usual suspects, priors and rap sheets. Let me back up here. High value target. Oh, I'm just going to trust Jesus. Well, indeed, you should trust Jesus. But what is it about resist you don't understand? What is it about fight that you don't comprehend? What is it about war that you're not getting? Am I being too hard? I'm serious, church. He makes it a career of disrupting your life. He disrupts your lives. Makes it so you can't live joyful. You're always in a struggle. And while there is a main boss, there's other characters that work right along with him. The crime boss is Satan. He's the gang leader. Yes. He operates in every environment, church, good and bad. Plenty and lack, hardship and smooth sailings, he operates. He tries to turn your best day into your worst day. It's not new to you, but he says that he goes about as a roaring lion. In other words, that simply means he cases the joint. Just cases the joint. He just watches you and learns your pattern and your weaknesses, and he wants to exploit them. Sunday morning's coming. It's very likely that he's going to do something just to mess up your Sunday. (laughs) 
There are some things that are life and there's some things that are the devil. And we need to know the difference. If it's taken your joy, it's the devil. If it's taken your peace, it's the devil. Amen? If it's taken your hope, it's the devil. (laughs) His name is devil. It means that he's the slanderer. Don't ever think he doesn't show up because in Job... God says to him, he said, where have you been? What have you been doing? He says, I've been going to and fro in all of the earth. I've been walking back and forth. Ah, doing what? Looking for somebody. That's what Peter said. That I can devour, that I can Don't ever think that he doesn't have power in the secular world. Because it says in Revelations chapter 2, verse 10, is, is the angel of God has spoken to the pastor of that church. And he says, I want you to know something. The devil is about to throw some of you into prison. Don't fear it. Paul said, I meant to do this, but Satan hindered me. Sometimes the resistance, you know, is a supernatural, you know, force right from the pit of hell. Resisting, you know, even the God intent in your life. He's called the evil one. He harasses you. He's called the tempter. He sedates the sinner and the saint. He gives the sinner false securities. He uses the book. He uses the book. He even used it on Jesus. Listen, it's written. Here's a promise for you. Go ahead and do something drastic. (laughs) Go ahead and do something, you know what I mean? Just to prove the scriptures. Oh, wait a minute, church. Don't test God. Don't do something, you know what I mean, and just hope the parachute opens. <laughs> Glory to God, right? That's right. 
That's right, church. You don't jump off any cliffs. He's the God of this evil world. Think about it. He says the minds and the God of this age is blinded. He does everything he can to keep you away from the gospel of light. Everything he can to keep you away from the word of God. Everything he can to keep you away where the gospel and the light is shining. Whether it's in church or in the believer's life. Does everything he can because it takes away blindness. And gives you insight. Don't let him kill your confidence, steal your crown, or destroy your character. This is the things that he wants to do. He wants to steal your crown. How does he steal your crown? By getting you not to be faithful. It's a crown of faithfulness. How many in your life love faithfulness? Like when they show up. Your worker shows up, you know what I mean? You know, or the team shows up, everybody shows up. Faithfulness is really high on everybody's list, isn't it? Well, guess what? It's really high on God's list, too. And he just loved to take your crown. Does it just by getting you to be unfaithful. He wants to, he wants to steal your character. He wants to ruin your purity. Do you not know that unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? Mm, I didn't read it. Don't send me any letters this week. Send them to God. Oh, that's a hard God. No, it's not God that's hard. It's the devil that's hard. He wants to steal your confidence. He wants to get you to doubt. He targets your mind. He targets your body. He targets your will. He targets your relationships. And he targets your ministry. All of those can be preached on, but we don't have time. He targets them. God has a strategy. You got to learn how to come back when you're behind. Learn how to come back when you're you're behind. See, response to things that don't go well often determines whether you win or whether you lose. 
Can I be real frank this morning and say you can't just declare yourself a winner. You must heal the things that are preventing you from having victory. You got to heal them. Israel had what they call memory stones. God says, I want you to have memory stones in your life. Because when you're facing, you know, the battle, you need to have a memory stone of a victory that God has given you. You can't go it alone. You need to connect your life with others who can help you. When Jesus sent out the 70, he sent them out two by two. When Jesus went to pray, he said, I'm not going to pray alone. He took three guys with him. Now, they didn't, you know, measure up, you know, but he had a sport group. (laughs) Hallelujah. You need a support group. How many want victory? I mean, seriously, you know, the victory that God has promised the conquering. You got to have a support group. Someone that'll, that'll take your hand and hold it until you're finished. The, now, you just don't have anybody that's going to be your prayer partner. Now I'm going to tell you how, how I know this. It was James that says that we're to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another. So what's this person going to do? going to pray for you. Well, let me tell you what. You better have confidence in the person that you confess your faults to. You better have relationship with the person that you confess your faults to. Otherwise, it will become ammunition for the enemy. So it's not just somebody that will listen to you. It's somebody that will pray for you. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. You need somebody that will pray for you. And musicians got to come. You need to give up old ways that have failed and stop grieving your past losses so you can move forward. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yesterday's gone. That's it. What's the next verse? 
I don't want it. <laughs> it says tomorrow may never come, and that's just, you know, I, I, you know. <laughs> tomorrow's already here, church. <laughs> it's already here. Got to move forward. You got to embrace rather than reject life. Embrace it rather than reject it. Get back in the game. You don't have to accept the present parameters. You know what? God worked out a big win for Joseph because he didn't give up. Joseph didn't give up. And God worked out a a big win for his life. Romans 8 and 28. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It's going to change. It's going to change. I love big wins. But if you want to get somebody excited in any field, is let them come from behind and win. How many know that Jesus came from behind and won? That's right. He came from behind and won. He knew he was going to win, but he still had to walk out the game. Somebody, oh, church, hallelujah. You got to walk out the game. We've been made more than conquerors. Quickly, I run me run through some suspects that often happen in our lives, and the one of the one of the things that that works with Satan is one of his demons called doubt. Over and over, Jesus said, "You know, have faith in God. Have faith in God. If you don't doubt, you're going to have this." And if you're going to want to keep doubt from getting power in your life, you're going to have to have patience. And if you don't have patience, let me tell you, you're really given, you know, an open field. Because he's going to throw a bomb. Oh, Jesus. You can't win this war with defensive weapons only. You can't do it.
you will multi, you ultimately have to engage an offensive side in this warfare. Put on the whole armor, and he goes through the details of it. And then take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then take the shield of faith, by which you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It'll do it, church. Faith literally you know, causes a deflection of all the fiery darts that's thrown at you from the wicked one. And then, of course, we pray. Doubt. Fear and worry. Confusion. brings indecision and frustrations of passivity and lack of progress in our lives. You know, one of the keys for victory is don't set a time frame for God. Don't set time frames or make no demands. I've heard people do it. I gotta quit. Because we gotta eat, have fun. Are you hearing me this morning enough? you just victorious in death he took care of that he wants us victorious in life in life I'll take care of the death part he took care of the death part this corruptible will put on incorruption but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly Yes, yes. Fall into his trap. Fall into his suggestions. Church, the world may kneel in protest, but the church must kneel in prayer. Hallelujah. The church must kneel in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, oh, this morning, thank you for the insights that are coming to the body of Christ in the awareness that we are, we are the army of the living God. 
and we are not fighting against flesh and blood. My brothers and my sisters, whether they're in the church or the people out of the church are not my enemy. The enemy is in the heavenlies. Help us to use spiritual warfare. Help us to put on a warrior's attire. And help us to engage the Spirit's realm of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Heavenly Father, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We're going to go. Now listen, I just want to make mention of one, one other thing, which I mentioned in the church. When you are dealing with mankind, you put on the new man. When you're dealing with the devil, you put on the warfare armor. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Oh, amen. Go with God. He'll go with you.